Welcome to the social medium. No, I'm not a medium, but I do love different mediums, like social media and podcasting. You may know me from Savar Vive by JJ or My Beauty Fuel Food by JJ. Now I am a business founder and entrepreneur. Take three, let's do this. So I am so excited this afternoon to be speaking with Rachel, who is the founder of The Goods Mart and also the agency, Kripa Consulting. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you. Is that a pretty good description for... Yeah, I think it's like a dual, dual kind of like, you know, founder, CEO, where it is The Goods Mart, my better for you convenience store, and then... Krupa Consulting, our, you know, food and wellness PR agency. I feel like we actually have a lot in common. I have a, a digital agency as well, and I'm a total fan of, like, healthy snacks. Um, although I have not, I don't have any kind of store. I just love going to ones like yours. Krupa Consulting came first, right? It did. It is now 13 years old, which is crazy. Wow, that is so crazy. And how was it bo- born? Um, Krupa Consulting, as the name kind of just like put there, it's just like Krupa Consulting because it was a means to do something next. Um, it was, I was unhappy with the job that I was working at and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. Did I want to go into a larger agency? Did I want to go in-house? What did I want to do with my PR career? And Krupa Consulting was, hey, I'm going to do some consulting work until I figure it out. Then it spiraled into something that now 13 years later, um, we have teams in New York, LA, Denver, and Detroit, um, and have been able to work with some incredible brands, but it was more of a means to figure out what the next step was. That is super cool and exciting. I, I asked because um, my, my, the, my agency was really born out of, I mean, I really never thought I would ever create an agency. And then I did. Um, and working in beauty before was health and wellness always something that you were interested in? What made you actually get into the particular sector? Yeah, it was more food. My, it, I've been doing PR for over 21 years now. And wow. it, I initially started in nightclubs. Um, nightclub oh PR, yeah, nightclubs in New York in early 2000s. And as you grow up, you're like, oh, in my 20s, it was great dancing on banquettes, like talking about cocktails. Like back then, it was like you really entertained editors. Like you would take them out. You would just, you know, you would have a handful of cocktails. You would dance on banquettes. You would be up and out until 2 or 4, 4 a.m. Um, and so you can only do that for so long. And as you get older, it was more of what's this next kind of phase? I know beverages and cocktail roundups and all of that. And it just kind of eased into food. So the initial part of Krupa Consulting was a lot of restaurants. Um, And we worked with a lot of chefs in the culinary side. And then as like the company progressed over the years, it was started turning into this understanding of better for you. I read a book, um, Clean Place, which is now a website, but Jared, who was the founder of that, wrote a book about restaurants and talking about sourcing and understanding where your produce came from, understanding where, you know, your meat came from and rated restaurants like Zagat, but based on organic sustainability and all of that. And it was an eye opening book and a read of like, how, how are restaurants not doing this? You know, because that Mm -hmm. was 2006, 2007. Um, 
And so it was like, oh, this is cool. And so that was kind of like the birth of like, oh, let's now look at, you know, the clients that we're working with. Like, let's make sure that they're sourcing. Let's make sure that the quality of the ingredients are to like the level of locality. Um, and then that turned into CPG brands. And then that kind of just spiraled into the health and wellness side. I've always been more athletic and, you know, doing a lot of sports growing up. And so that was always there from the fitness side, but the wellness kind of turned into knowledge is power. And once you learn something, you really can't unknow it. Totally. Quite amazing also how, how far things have come. Um, I can imagine that things have also changed quite a bit on the PR side as things have become so much more digital. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, back in the day, we used to fax media alerts to people. That's how old school it used to be. And you didn't have emails. When I first started my career, we had to be in early and we had to be in the office late because we didn't have iPhones. You worked on like an actual desktop computer and then you slowly had your T9 phone and then you slowly had your sidekick and then the BlackBerry. And so there's whole progression of technology within PR has changed the landscape of even back in the day we had Beacon, which were books that had all of the media in it with their phone number. Wow. Um, and so it was learning and really honing in that kind of, it's honing in on that skill set of how to find someone and make find it. And it's more than just do Google search, you know, because totally. day, you had to literally find them. You're like, how do I find them? Where are they at? What do I do? Who do I call? How do I connect with them? Um, and that's changed a lot. And now access to people is so much easier. You can find them on a social platform. You can find them on LinkedIn. There is so many more resources, which is incredible um, to have. I mean, that's like the biggest things of PR, but then it's now not only going into media outlets. You have to look at social platforms. You have to look at wider reach partnerships because PR back then doesn't necessarily exist. Like the backbone is still there in the foundational modes, but that's it really. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. Now, if you want to find somebody's email address to get in touch with them, you know, even if you can't find it on Google, there's websites. (laughs) And also, you know, it's, it's quite interesting to think about kind of this, um, you know, now the idea of getting into the office early or staying at the office late, it's more of a courtesy thing or trying to be like on your best behavior than actual work because anything can be done from anywhere, especially with after post pandemic and people moving everywhere and working from all over the place. Yeah, I think that there's this, this, I agree, you can be more remote, but I think there's still a lot of learning within an office space too, but you don't have to do like the grind like we used to do. No, I totally agree. I, I I personally believe that there's so much more that can be done. Um, I mean, we're capable of doing so many things at one time. Um, so when we're not physically in a space, it's so easy to be distracted by a million other things. Um, but digital also, I mean, you guys represent also a lot of clients that have brought health and wellness to the digital space. Yeah, I mean, throughout the years, we've launched even Thrive Market, um, Tastemade, Goop and their wellness vertical, but then also a lot of physical things too, where it was, we launched within and we launched clean market. Um, and now doing things that are frame fitness, which is a digitally connected Pilates reformer that is launching very, very soon. Um, so it's been fun to see the innovation of that. 
Um, yeah, I love Clean Market and Within. They're such incredible places, and it must have been so fun to work on those projects. So fun. It's, it's always so fun, too, to also talk about and educate consumers on what it is and trying to figure out the best way to do that and even looking at things sometimes before their time. So when we were launching Thrive Market back in the day, it was like, okay, Thrive Market is like Costco, but digital, but a membership, but you can buy individual items. So you had to like always kind of figure out how do you how do you communicate that so that it's easily understandable in a sentence or two. And tell me about the Good Mart. So what made you launch your own little, you know, kind of snacky store in Soho? Yeah. So the Good Mart um, came from, you know, the basically at that point it was seven years of PR of what do I want to do next? Um, you know, what do I want to build that I want to build for myself and understanding and working with a lot of CPG brands in the better for you space. It was a lot of learning of there's a strategy for convenience, not convenience. There's a strategy for um, club stores. So that's Sam's, that's Costco, that's X, Y, and Z when you're launching a brand, there is a strategy for natural whole foods back in the day, sprouts, etc and then there was this strategy for conventional which would be your Publix your Kroger your Albertsons but there was not a strategy for convenience stores there was a strategy for let's get this with the distributor and like we actually have no idea where we're gonna be in a city like New York and mm-hmm. so it was just like hey why isn't there not a store that everyone wants to be in from a convenience stores if convenience stores are supposed to be convenient shouldn't they now contain the things that and the innovations that exist today versus you know, more of the OG better for you kind of brands of Cliff Bar and, you know, Crave Jerky, because that's what started kind of the better for you trends. Mm -hmm. And so you look at that and you're like, oh, there needs to be something. And I have a passion and a love for gas stations because I grew up in a small town in Michigan. So it was like, how do we do something that is, I remember just sense of community. I believe food and community go hand in hand because it all starts around like a dinner table. It starts around a table talking about snacks snacks now are an affordable luxury that you can have and things don't need to be cost so much to be part of an experience and so it was taking all of that and looking at that in in a sense of creating a store that felt new and fresh that you could discover but also was a true partner to the brands to be helpful to them provide them with things that they need be a resource and help them grow and graduate from now our store to some bigger store Totally. So how do you manage your time between the two? What does a typical day in the life look like? Oh, managing the time is juggling from one to another. Um, I am very, you know, fortunate because the team at Krupa Consulting is incredible. The team at The Goods is also incredible, but it's newer. So I have an incredible team. We have an incredible head of PR. We have incredible chief of staff. We have an incredible just team. So I'm there a lot for strategy, be there to support. Um, I'm not the one day-to-day pitching anymore so that I can focus on the goods mart. Um, And then the goods, it's there to find and discover. We're launching a handful of new um, platforms and launching a handful of new initiatives with the goods. So I'm doing a lot of top level more so than in like, you know, in like the weeds um, from the PR side. But it is very complementary at the same time. Um, it's a little bit different of operational brain versus more of 
creative brain, which I'm sure you know, having your social agency, it's like you sometimes just need not to be so operational because you need to do what you do best at the creative side and you need to have space for that. And that's like the biggest thing. You have to have that space to create and cultivate. 100%. No, I I am totally aligned with you. It's, um, it can seem like once, you know, you're not doing all of the grunt work that it becomes easier, but it's actually quite a bit harder um, once everyone's doing the more operational things because making the connections and doing all of the more outside of the office things aren't as amazing and glamorous as they sometimes look. Um, and in addition, having a convenience store, that is definitely a totally other uh, part of your brain working than the, you know, creative side of, of the agency. Yeah, it's just like two different things. And you're like, okay, which one? But it's like a fun juggle. And I, it's, it's on the contrary, I love working. And I don't believe that Same. I have a job. I think that life and work for me is there's no, you know, work-life balance because like it's life and I am fulfilled by what I'm doing and yes I have like a great like personal life and all of that too but like to me all my friends have been in the industry for so long as well that you kind of like merge them together like what can we do together not because we're trying to work together but we just want to do fun things and like do things that then we are like ah this is so fun we did this we did this we help elevate this brand we were able to lock this for us with our personal goals. So yeah, I, I totally agree. It was a passion. Yeah. I totally, totally agree. It's um, I think that in many ways though, it's, it's a lot, that, that's a lot of what I think entrepreneurship is because no matter what um, you're always going to have to have a, you know, one leg in work. Um, it's, and so, yeah, I think it would be very hard to do, uh, what you and I do if it wasn't your 100% passion because it would feel like uh, it would feel like you're always working. But I, I totally agree. I don't feel like I work at all. It's quite... At what point did, did you always feel like that was the case for you? Yes. I really never felt like I worked. I had fun. I mean, back in the day, going even back of like first job with nightclub PR, it wasn't really work. I mean, you were 22, 23 going to nightclubs talking to editors, like having them talk about cocktails, like doing like celebrity sightings. So it wasn't, it was work because it was work, but also at the same time, it was fun. And I, and it's like that social being social and like building something. So it's never really been work. And I think that's like also, you know, as you grow and you know, from building a company, it's like, that's the kind of culture you want to have within your, within your companies too. And finding that bridge of how do you do it with getting things done, but also making it fun and making sure that there is a balance for, for your team and that it's not, they don't look at you always and they're like, well, she works all the time. I need to emulate that. You're like, no, no, no. Everyone is so different. Like, but love what you do. Be passionate about what you do, but also be passionate about leaving and having a great like personal life. Totally. I know you kind of mentioned it before, but it's funny if you think about it, like the contrast between the nightclub and and now um, representing um, health uh, and wellness. And then also talking about the fact that, you know, work, um, you don't feel like you work, you know, it feels like kind of just always making fun projects. How do you then keep the balance? Um, I know that we're all different in this way, you know, back in the day, staying late at the office or getting there early um, because of the different resources available. Um, now that we can actually be with our with 
work all the time. What is, do you feel somebody like you're somebody who needs to take a digital detox or are you somebody that really likes to be always on? I am a little bit, I always try my best not to look at phones on Saturdays, at least from like the work perspective, because I believe you need one day just to have that digital side. Um, mm. because otherwise you're sucked in. But I also have a good routine. I'm a routine person. So to me in the morning, I have to move my body. I work out. I do my, you know, oil pulling. I do my aromatherapy. I have like a routine because like, I think that's like really what makes me feel my best. But then also at the same time, it's like I am clocking off at this time. I'm going to dinner. I'm being present. Um, and I think like the more that we're with our phones, the more we know we can't be with them so much because there needs to be a disconnect. Um, and we have rule, one of like not rules, but more of like, just like, Hey, email is there during business hours to look at, obviously be part of, but after like six o'clock, like if anything is needed, like text someone, otherwise just don't really look at your, you know, your email or your Slack, like text is like, if something is immediate, otherwise, like just kind of leave those untouched because you just don't really need to look at them. And so yeah, you kind of like put those parameters um, in still for everyone. Yeah, totally. That's, I think that's a, a really, really good point. Um, that also, you know, the, I feel like also there's when you, it kind of goes back to what you were saying about the kind of community that you want to create. And, you know, when that's, what's also so nice, I feel the same way about, you know, um, my, uh, my staff, it's like, you know, they're also, it's like kind of a part of a family. So it's, it's, you know, it feels like you have that proximity to text them and just kind of give them the heads up. Yeah. And it's like very, yeah, you have to keep it family. I mean, what we do and like, especially from like having it more from like a social and your service driven, it's like, you have to do what you preach, you know, and kind of keep it, keep it, keep it fun always. But also, like, have limits and boundaries, which we all need. We're all learning constantly, I feel. Totally. Um, I, I wonder if this is, like, a personal question or a um, or a kind of broader question. Um, I think that, you know, most entrepreneurs and most people, you know, when you start a business, you kind of get to the threshold where, you know, you kind of feel like you, um, you know, kind of like the kid goes to school and you can kind of leave your team to do um, that kind of pitch work or uh, – administrative work. Um, is this kind of the time that you started to get the idea of the good smart? I just wonder, because I know that this is kind of a, an important moment when you kind of realize that you have time to concentrate on other things. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I started the goods five years ago. So in April wow. turns five. Um, so it was initially starting it and actually having no idea what I was doing. I didn't do a business plan. I didn't create anything it was just like I'm gonna create a store the first store was in Silver Lake I signed a lease because it looked like it was a something I could afford without knowing anything about real estate square footage how much it is per square foot or you know anything and I was just like yeah it looks good Uh, it has a parking lot in front it's next to a car wash it's I would go there and then it was like "Ah, I have like friends because of restaurant industry that were very helpful. They're like, here's my general contractor. Here's this person can that help you with like project manage things. While I was running a PR agency, while we were at that time planning like the culinary side for Coachella. So it was just like, okay, oh, I have to open up by this. I have to open up on Monday or on Friday or I forget the day we opened up on the 17th of April. And then it was like that weekend I had to be at Coachella working 
And then I come back to the stores and then the following week I'm be at Coachella working again. So there wasn't necessarily a thought process of, hey, I'm ready to launch this. I just had to do it. And I told so many people before, I'm like, hey, I'm going to open up a Better For You 7-Eleven. I'm going to do this. And then after a while, it was like, shit, I have to do this because I've been telling everyone I, I, I do this. And I've now signed a lease. I got a line of credit from the bank. I have all of this in motion. And you're like, I have to do this without necessarily thinking of how is this going to impact the team? How is this going to impact more of that side of the business? Five years now, like I just took my like a real like three week vacation, totally disconnected. And at that point, I was like, Oh, our team is so good. Everyone's been always amazing. But like, I had this, like, I still need to be part of it. Where I was like, No, I disconnected for two weeks. And it was amazing. And that's like where I think that's five years later, of being able to be like, Okay, I got this. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm learning as I'm going, but everyone's here to help and support me as I'm helping and supporting others too. So it was just, it's been a beautiful five years of a lot of learning, a lot of tears, a lot of crying and be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing every day. But yeah. at the same time, it's beautiful because out of that, like every failure or every misstep, I believe is a learning that makes you better. So if it's, if you look at them always as learnings, aren't you always improving versus failing? Totally. Totally, totally. And I think um, I'm sure speaking from somebody that has never owned a store or uh, has, you know, the the closest I've ever gotten is working as a sales associate. <laughs> I'm sure there's like so many things that you're like, holy crap, people have to go through this all the time. Like people don't show up. Things don't uh, get delivered on time. Somebody wasn't there. I mean, I can't even imagine. It's totally, totally a different you know, string of talents than being um, the head of a consulting agency, which is as uh, as I know very, know very well, very difficult as well. Yeah, it's there's it's, it's two different types. You know, they're all different types of humans that are there. And things sometimes the store doesn't open because people, you know, are sick or things just happen or things are late because of the subway. And you have to like also release that control of like, OK, got to roll through the punches. What's plan A, B, C? Here's a system and a flow chart for this. Here's this. Here's that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is different and it's a completely different brain, but that's why you also have to make sure that you have a team. Like we have an incredible, like, you know, a a woman that is leading our operations at the goods, an incredible buyer and a good team that are their strong suit is up. And I mean, now it's been four years and we have that human and it's incredible. And you're like, how did I not have you before? But I think it's also making sure that when you can hire someone that is going to do it better than you can and fix things. But also in that meantime, ask for help. I have had a lot of advisors and a lot of people throughout the years through PR of, hey, can you help me? The former buyer at Thrive Market helped me figure out my operations at day one of the goods mark and has been with me kind of since as that advisor being like, what do I do here? How do I set this up? Does this make sense? Um, And it's kind of pulling your resources together. Like, I feel like you can do everything by asking questions and finding people and continue to ask questions. What is your favorite thing about each one? I mean, I can imagine it's super fun testing new snacks and uh, learning about, you know, new openings. I'm sure it was so, like I was saying before, when you got the information about, you know, clean market and within and knowing that you were going to launch them, I'm sure it was like beyond exciting. Um, but what is your favorite thing about each of your jobs? 
Oh, I think it's always the constant learning and seeing and being inspired by the founders that we work with, the founders that are creating the products in the store um, and learning about their stories of why you want to create it. And then taking that gut of, hey, I want to launch this and then putting that into into the world on two sides, putting that into the world from like a press and media perspective and sharing that story and being an incredible storyteller on that. But then also seeing how does a customer at a store level resonate with it before they even know what the story is sometimes of like, how do they resonate with the package? How do they look at it from like a price point? How do they like that taste? Um, and looking at what is the overall trends that we're seeing on both sides and how do they correlate together? Um, that's what I love. It's like that discovery and that learning because I think you, I don't know. I think it's just, I think you can probably relate from like the having like your media side and like the social side. It's like you learn and you see so much. And then when you see something that you're like, Oh, that's super cool. Then you kind of see it two other, three other times. And you're like, Oh, this is going to be something I feel like we need to start doing, or this is like a new trend that maybe we should try or implement, or is this now the better way to do something? So you're constantly going and your brain is kind of dirty. Totally. You said that, you know, you're somebody who has routines. Um, what are your go-to routines? I, I'm, I love routines too. And I always like one of my favorite things to hear about other people's. Oh, I love like working out in the morning. It's having, I, you know, have like in a good hour and a half hour, sometimes two to move my body. I do the classroom, New York Pilates. It's oil pulling, dry brushing. I'm a believer in aromatherapy. Um, that's before I leave drinking a liter of water, taking my supplements and getting out the door. It's that morning coffee. Um, you know, I also love at four o'clock every day, I have to either get out of the office or go for a walk and get like a tea or get a coffee and just like kind of like move my body again and just look around. Um, and then like having also like a nighttime routine where it's just like, I have all amber light bulbs in my house so that when I, at night, it's like not getting triggered by blue lights. Um, and then having like that nighttime routine of Palo Santo and like a foot rub and a massage and, you know, be on a chi machine and biomat. So it's for me, it's like, I guess, listening to myself and it's like movement or ways to move my body to make it calm or move it to energize it and excite it. Because I think for me, routine is very much of body movement. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you big inspiration of mine. And I'm so glad that we were able to make the time to chat about your professional endeavors and your routines to make everything happen. Thank you so much for having me and congrats on everything that you're doing and building. Um, It's very inspiring. Thank you. Same to you.